ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive, and today my guest, the man, the legend, Jim Aho. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Well, David, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's always a weird relationship I have with you because you're my former boss. That's right. And <laughs> several times over. Several times. That's right. You hired me at uh, Crown Life when the big Crown Life came to town. Early 1990s it was. Yeah. yeah. You were my number one pick. Oh. <laughs> I want of, that guy. <laughs> out of one. Because <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what I was doing in there. <laughs> David, help me. That was me. fun. That was fun. I remember Crown Life. That it was, was short-lived, right? A couple of years. Short, yeah. yeah. It was intense. But uh, good learning experience. It was a lot of fun. So now your uh, your your list of credentials includes well, a creative director, I guess, uh, business owner, mm-hmm. announcer, <laughs> pronouncer, <laughs> pronouncer, <laughs> organizer of uh, yeah. large events. Yeah. Well, so, I've been in Regina for you know I hate to count the years. It's a long time. It's forty years ago, I guess, that I moved here. Wow. And never really thought I would stay. You know, I was just a young guy on my way to Vancouver, <laughs> like so many others. The West Coast was calling me. And uh, lo and behold, I, I found a home in Regina because I'm a Manitoba farm boy. You know, this is where I came from. So Regina was the big city already. Like, wow, here I am. And uh, fell in love and got married and, and had kids. My career took off. And, and I actually, and I can say this without hesitation today, I love Regina. It's perfect for me. It's the, and perfect for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, you know, every city has its positives and negatives, but I'm happy that I put down roots here. And lo and behold, many years later, still here. There you go. That's it. Yeah, Regina's kind of right-sized in a in a in a neat way. That it know, is, and you know, the last few years have been a little tough in the economy and stuff. But I find the city has now it's got to a size where it feels like you know, there's pretty much everything here that you need or want. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can find other stuff elsewhere, but it's a it's a big small city, is what it is, or a small big city. I guess. And now you're working on your own. I am, after many years uh, uh, in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. From broadcasting uh, on into the advertising agency field and a few years at Crown Life in the corporate world and back to the ad agency, uh, I just discovered that uh, I wasn't quite done yet. Although I was done with the corporate world and done with, with business ownership, I felt there was still something that I, that I had to do. And uh, so I left, uh, retired from the ad agency business and set myself up uh, as an independent, as a consultant and thought, well, let's just, you know, see what will happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lo and behold, here we <laughs> it are. Started like, happening. It started <laughs> happening. So I guess I'm, I don't know, two years, two and a half years into being an independent creative consultant in Saskatchewan. And actually elsewhere, <laughs> which is funny. You could do lots of things long distance these days. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, boy, what a, what a good, smart move that was. Uh, and that's where my career will, will wind down, I guess, as, a, as an independent. And as long as people still uh, enjoy working with me and want some of the work that I can do for them, I will be there. You know, so all good. One of the, um, <clears throat> I think one of the great lessons I've learned from you over the years and I don't know if you taught it or if I just kind of assimilated this from you, was that, and uh, this might sound weird, but it's that um, kind of follow the energy, like a, an idea that has people excited about it is way better than an idea that nobody, that you think is great, but nobody really is on board with. Like that energy just seems to be able to carry mediocre ideas or bad yes. ideas and even make them great ideas. Yes. A good idea is a good idea. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think a, a, a good creative director or an intelligent marketing person can sniff that out and, mm-hmm. and, and 
maybe you don't have the full idea yet, but there's something in there. Dig for it. Just keep digging and digging. Dig around and see and ask questions and throw it on the table or pin it on the wall and ask people to come in the room and say, there's something here that I really like, but I don't know what it is. And then, you know, sort of the the power of group thinking and generally the idea bubbles out of that and people, you can see it. And I always call it goosebumps. I, and I would say to the crew, I, I just got goosebumps. Oh, yeah. I and that, and yeah. I just did now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's, there's an intuition, I think, in a good creative person that just knows when it's, when, when it's right, when it's in that, in that arena. Right? And uh, one of your great gifts was always, because the creative team that you led was, I think, it was, a, it was one of the best in Saskatchewan at the, uh, uh, that, sure. was, that was going on. So amazing work that came out uh, at that time. But that ability to, I don't know whether it was step out of the way or light a fire or do something to get those ideas going. Yes. You know, as a leader, uh, you know, there's different styles of leadership. Mm-hmm. And when I started uh, as a creative director and realized that I had staff and people responsible to me and I, I had to figure out how was it that I was going to be with them? Was I going to be a tyrant and direct everything? Because in that age, there was a lot of creative directors who were mean SOBs, not necessarily in this market, but mm-hmm. elsewhere that I heard, heard tell of. It's like, well, that's not that's not me. I don't I don't want to whip people in. Like, maybe I should just try this approach, where I just kind of open the open the door and and bring them in and let them do their very best work and say, when you need help, come to me because I'm here for you. I can help you, but I don't want to be breathing over your shoulder all the time. And you know, I think that style worked certainly worked I, I think for a lot of years and we just we raised some amazing creative talent because they had the freedom to to explore and and um or hang themselves in the process and on that note how was the uh, how was it when you see them hang themselves like what do you do do you just sort of let it go and- oh yeah that's that's um <laughs> I did witness that a few times, and it's it's difficult because you do have to then, you know, look at the lessons learned uh, and what would you do differently, and let's not let that happen again, sort of mm-hmm. thing. Because behind all of that, there's a paying client, right? There's a client who's paying fairly substantial dollars to make this ad campaign happen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, the disappointments I think were few and far between compared to the the wins and the and the the accolades and stuff. But yeah, we had a we had a very dynamic team and some great creative. And yeah, I'm so proud to be part of that. <laughs> you should be. You should yeah. be very proud. <clears throat> One thing I wanted to talk to you about today was. Um, you have resurrected, and it's coming up again soon, Waskimo, which um, was our winter festival in Regina, and just That's right. kind of tailed off, I guess, or what happened? Well, Waskimo was Waskimo 1.0, which I would call it. <laughs> it ran from about <laughs> 1975 when it started through till uh, early 2000s when the big dig happened on Wascana Lake that one winter, right? Which kind of put an end to it all for a while. Oh, okay. Um, and I was part of Waskimo because I was, I was a media guy back in the 70s and 80s, just a young buck starting out. And they said, oh, you should be on the Waskimo committee. Mm-hmm. Waskimo, what's that? So I got involved and really liked it and, and ended up being president for a year or two. And then uh, just got tired of it. And I, I moved on, as most volunteers do at some mm-hmm. point. But then it was sad to see when I heard news that Waskimo had the, the whole organization had just kind of fallen apart after the big dig. And I don't know, it took a few years and people were asking and they they you know, asked me like, why do why don't we have Waskimo anymore? So, 
That's a good question because there's portions of the lake that are usable, which we discovered. Like, yeah. we can't use the big lake in front of the ledge building because the water is too deep. Ice is not formed well because of the bubblers and aerators. Oh, okay. It's, so yeah, it's that's unsafe. Why, that's why we can't go on there. That's why there's no more skating oval. You know, people that have been around in Regina for years and years will know that uh, we used to have that beautiful... Right around the little sk- island there, yeah. Uh, exactly. And yeah. you can't do that anymore because the ice is not deemed safe. But you go east of the Broad Street Bridge, what's called the East Lake, that was never dredged in the big dig. So the... the <laughs> The water and the mud is probably about three feet deep <laughs> to the bottom. And so it freezes pretty much right solid to the bottom. So there's right, no yeah. risk in, you know, as far as safety on the ice. You could probably land a 747 on there and it wouldn't crack. Well, I've seen trucks out there. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it was, it was interesting timing because I was just transitioning out of the ad agency business, setting up my own consulting and really had time on my hands as I was mm-hmm. building the, the, my client base. And I was approached by a couple of people that said, we heard you talking about Waskimo and we think we want to bring this back. And, you know, it's, there's some magic in Waskimo. This is a, another thing. A good idea is a good idea. That was yeah. a darn good idea at the time. There was a pent-up need for it. Nostalgia sells in this marketplace. You know, Fuddruckers was coming back. Waskimo was coming back. All this, like, and it, it excites people to think about, oh, simpler times. Remember back when we used to take the kids to Waskimo and all those things on the mm-hmm. lake? And you just had to say it to a few people, and it caught fire. And the media loved it. The media jumped on it right away, like, Waskimo's back. We were like the, the trending news story <laughs> that week. Really, we were. It was when like, you announced it. When we announced that oh, Waskimo nice. was back. And we kind of, we knew it was coming, but we were trying to keep it under our hats until we, uh, you know, we had everything locked down. So yeah. I think it was early in the new year in 2017, in January of 2017, we said Family Day, Monday in February, Waskimo's back. Well, it just lit up the media like crazy and social media. Well, it wasn't until January that you announced that? Yeah. We didn't make a big public thing about it because we were still in fundraising mode and and scared. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it won't be back. Scared that we would promise and then not deliver, Mm -hmm. right? So we didn't want to do that. But uh, we got a good working committee organized quite quickly. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate with my background in media and publicity. I kind of took that, that chair. And, uh, you know, so I think people think, oh, Jim Aho brought back Waskimo. Well, I didn't really by myself. There's a lot of other people involved but and corporate sponsors. <laughs> but, yeah, and so I continue to be. And this is the, we're just going into the third year now. And it's a struggle. You know, it's a community by a community sort of event. So we, we just lean on fundraising efforts in the private sector. And that's, that's a tough slug these days. Well, you guys hit the jackpot that first year because it was so beautiful I, I know was, I think it was plus seven oh, and the sun was shining people were out in t-shirts that yeah. day I, we couldn't have asked for better the gods shone down upon us <laughs> it was phenomenal yeah and then last year <laughs> of course well. <laughs> it was cold and windy and everybody yeah. went indoors and so how do you bring an event like that up like how, what are what are what's important to consider if 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 you're trying to create something whether it's new or resurrect yeah. something yeah well, you know, it's like with any marketing effort, because marketing is is just a huge part of that, the whole question, yeah. right? Is understanding what the what the market wants or will accept or mm-hmm. or will ex- or will be excited by, right? Um, and in the early, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, in the early discussions with a few people and corporate sponsors around the city, saying the word Waskimo to the right people was just like magic. Their eyes lit up. Like Waskimo's coming back. We're in. So that was a little bit of a market test for us, because had we not got that kind of response early on, we probably wouldn't have been able to follow through. 
But it, 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 to answer your question, I think it's understanding the marketplace yeah. and the need that's out there. And it's, that translates exactly to marketing anything, right? Yeah. You do have to understand who your target audience is, how to speak to them, where to reach them, in what tone and manner and so forth that, you know, that will engage them in the conversation. And in this case, I guess you were, you're lucky that you had a, uh, a, almost a brand already, the name at least, the recognition. We did. Mm-hmm. And there's some magic in that because the original uh, thought from a few of the organizers that had approached me, they didn't come to me saying, let's bring back Waskimo. They said, let's, let's do a winter festival on the lake. Just like Waskimo used to be. What is a Waskimo? That's right. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> you know what? The best I can tell, because it was, I arrived in Regina uh, in the late 70s. Waskimo started in 75. So the name had been already chosen. I think it goes back to the Waskana Ski Club uh, that oh, okay. used to have trails around the lake or whatever. And yeah. I don't know, something like that. Waskimo. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun to say. Well, and again, the power of a brand, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, that's another lesson I think I've learned in all the years in marketing too. And, and you, you know, you, it seems overused. People say, "Oh yeah, branding is so important." No, it's, it's like it's critically important. And I don't care if you're a if you're a small retailer in Regina or if you're uh, you know a big organization. If you have a strong brand, and I don't mean logo, I mean brand, personality, identity, um, engagement, that sort of thing. You know. Um, I was thinking about it the other day. I was in um, um, the Italian Star Deli. Oh, yeah. That's been around for 50 years. Yeah. Look at that brand. The experience of going oh my goodness. in there. It is so good. It smells great. Yeah. It looks great. You smile because you're, people are engaging. They've got a little retail brand there that's a little gold mine, right? Yeah. Or Milky Way. Milky Way is it. Like, there's a brand, right? Crazy, really, when you think about it. Crazy, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Phoenix Advertising. I mean, you guys have been <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, you do. You've got a brand in the marketplace. I'm going to be a guest on this show next week. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, where was I? Yeah, so Waskimo is a brand. Yeah, yeah. and that's... I mean, I mean, that's if people listeners take away anything from this little discussion it's really take a look at your if you're struggling what is your brand about do some work on your brand understand the, it's the personality that you want it to be that the market wants you to be that that you know will accept mm-hmm. and, and and embrace well and go int- to work at it you know just don't say oh well, that's going to be our brand no you've got to live it every day yeah as italian star guys do yeah, I wonder, I, I've been meaning to get Carlos on this show, because I wonder how much is deliberate and how much is just part of who they you are. You know, it right? seems genuine, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, and that's the beauty that's, of it. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. And back to Waskimo, that's the beauty of Waskimo. It's just, it's just fun. Nobody makes any money. It's by the community, for the community. We, we hobble it together the best we can. And yeah, some things don't, don't come together as well as they could, but it's all, usually because of lack of funds to be able to do certain things. And I think the population understands that. It's, mm-hmm. it's a free event. I mean, we got to charge for parking. And that's it. Uh, it's a free family event. So no wonder we get 10,000 people out on the lake on a nice day. You know? So um, it's interesting that someone wanted to bring the Winter Festival and didn't think to keep Waskimo. It's a good call, I would think, to keep that name or to bring that name back. And was that well, a big you know, discussion at all? Or? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> in fact, it was. And I've got a similar story that I'm going to tell you because you're familiar with Saskatchewan Wanderer, right? Yeah, the, the well, you're work. the creator of that, aren't you? So going back 10, maybe 10 or 12 years ago, approached by government for, this mm-hmm. is when social media was just brand new, right? Nobody really knew what, what it was going to become or how you would market with it and so forth. As soon as I heard the name, I said, oh, that's a Jimmy. Well, I, I know it. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it almost didn't survive, right? Because the client thought Saskatchewan Wanderer, people wouldn't embrace it, wouldn't. Yeah. Couldn't you come up with something better, they said. <laughs> <laughs> and I took that back to my desk for a day or two and thought about it and thought about it. I actually did try to come up with something better. Yeah. Thought something simpler, you know. And then, uh, you know, there comes a time when you have to fight for an idea, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, not fight, but kind of dig in your heels and defend it. Mm-hmm. Good creatives need to be able to defend their work sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you believe in it and it's good work, you've got to try to convince the client to see it your way. And so we went back and we did. We, did you have other ideas too? Or uh, did you just say yeah, they no, were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember them now. No, but it's interesting. But then there was, some, there was magic in that, right? Yeah. In, that, in that word. And when it, again, when it was released to the news media and we had a vehicle all painted up with Saskatchewan and uh, it's funny, we taught Google a new word because w- prior to that, if you typed in Saskatchewan Wanderer and searched it, it would come back and say, did you mean Saskatchewan deer? <laughs> like whitetail? Yeah. And, and it's like, no, Saskatchewan Wanderer. Well, guess what? In short order, if you Google it now, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of yeah. hits for yeah. Saskatchewan Wanderer. And so or we've taken over that program. You no, have. we haven't actually. Well, I, well, it's, our clients it, uh, are involved with it quite a bit, and it's yeah. spread now across four ministries. And it's a great little success it is, story. Yeah, it's, it's and fantastic. I don't, I can't take all the credit for it. Again, things are always a team effort, mm-hmm. but the magic was in the word. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. might not have survived it was, if it was the, uh, I don't know, the prairie poo-poo. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know. I can't even think of I can't imagine what, what could be possibly better yeah. than that. Yeah. It's this long, crazy word, right? I'm just like, ooh. But it worked. So and it continues to work. kind of a long, crazy word. I've always said that, too. It, it's a word that markets itself. It's like, Wow. <laughs> 12 what letters. Is that? 12 letters long. So, Waskimo, they were yes. going to say, nope, we don't want that name. Or is like that's right. There was there was debate about uh, um, you know looking at other names and and what did Waskimo mean and does did anybody remember? And again, so there came a moment where I just kind of you know again yeah. dug in my heels and I said you know as a, I think Waskimo was the way to go. The minute I you know say it to any of my friends who remember it, they, their eyes light up. There's some yeah. magic in just in the word in the memories that are there. And then they, they kind of saw the light of day in. And well, it I actually that, worked. Right? Yeah. It worked. Because yeah. so many people that came out to the first Waskimo in 2017, or Waskimo 2.0, uh, were adults with little children. And they said to us, we were brought here. We remember coming here in the 70s and 80s with our parents mm-hmm. and wandering around the lake and skating on the lake. And it's so wonderful that now we can bring our kids to Waskimo. You know, most winter cities have some kind of a winter festival. You've got to celebrate it. You got to embrace it, people. <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. That, that's the fun, and you know, get them on a sleigh ride with with horses. Watch the outhouse races. Uh, play some shinny. Oh yeah, you brought back the best event, the outhouse oh, the races. Outhouse races. <laughs> My goodness. 
<laughs> but even but, that, but you know, no it's, polar it's, dip. It's well, <laughs> hey, I don't want to break the news too soon. <laughs> Sweet. We're going to try, we might be trying something new this year, folks. All right. <laughs> Stand well, I hope by for has to go in the lake. That's all I can no, say. No, that, that wouldn't be allowed. No environmental protection, so especially far. if it's only three feet deep. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you don't know what's down there. <laughs> yeah. So, what are the big challenges now when you uh, keep? keep this going forward i know fundraising probably top of the list or yes there. yeah you know what uh we have a pretty good strategy uh coming together and it's starting to work we see uh, a number of players that are actually resident around the lake from the connexus arts center to the science center to uh brant is now building at the will be building at the old cnib site Connexus Credit Union building uh, where they are by the university. The University of Regina, if you go around the lake, you name them all, right? You've got the Wascana Center Authority itself. You've got the Museum of Natural History. You've got the Willow uh, Restaurant. Okay, maybe that community is who is going to own Waskimo in the long term. Oh, nice. Financially and organizationally. Every one of those organizations provides some funding and... um, a volunteer to sit on the board and away you go i think that's sustainability in my mind because it's hard to keep doing what we've been doing with a little nest of of uh, a dozen volunteers i mean we've been meeting already since september on a weekly or bi-weekly basis and it it burns people out because there's nothing in it for us except except see the joy on people's faces when the event finally comes together it's a lot of work so anyway, we're going to start proposing that kind of a model, and we've already got a number of buy-ins from some of those people That'd on the lake. That'd be a great gift for those organizations to give back, because they get to enjoy that environment all the time. Like, we live right near the Conexus Arts Centre, and I yeah. definitely yeah. <laughs> partake in Wascana Lake a lot. But those organizations get to, I mean, they're there all the time. It'd be nice. This would be a nice gift for them to share that out to the city and yeah absolutely and it's you know it's a way that uh we don't we're not leading on taxpayers we're not looking to government for handouts and stuff Mm -hmm. we're just saying this is by the community for the community on the by the community on the lake you know for for the entire community come and and you know when when you animate that park in the wintertime on a beautiful day like you said it's glorious Mm -hmm. it's a glorious and the opportunity to actually be on that ice, the only day you can do it is family day, our day, which is, again, a, you know, a unique uh, opportunity for Waskimo because you're not supposed to be on that ice any other day of the winter yeah. except on our day. Uh, there's, there's a pent-up opportunity or demand there for people to take their kids, bundle them up, put them on a sled, and come out onto the ice. Because you look around. It, I, I do it each year. You get on the ice and you look at the perspective. It's different. Yeah. You see a different view of Regina when you're on the lake, you know, yeah. Yeah, because you don't usually see that, <clears throat> and you see how uh, what a short distance it is right across that little lake. <laughs> <laughs> it is, unless it's forty below. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that brings up another point: that um, how do you prepare for an event where you really have no idea how many people are going to come? Like, there's no ticket sales, so That's you're right. just yeah. wishing and hoping. Wishing and hoping. Uh, I think we do a good job of marketing. You know, we're certainly on all the social media channels these days and, mm-hmm. and our websites. And uh, people wait for the event. You know, they... Now, but do you have any way to gauge whether uh, there's yes. interest or, that you know... <laughs> Hits to the website. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calls to the helpline. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah. No, we really don't know. The you know it's tricky. Any uh, any outdoor event, I don't care what season it is, summer mm. or winter. If you're planning a you know a big event outdoors, it there's risks involved. You know, you could be rained out in July, and you could or a thunderstorm or tornadoes yeah. or whatever else. In the winter, it could be too cold and windy. So that's you know the, the new version of Waskimo uh, added the indoor component at the Connexus Arts Center, and so that really does save us. That's helpful. Yeah, that's very helpful. If if it's a bad weather day, and last year we were pretty close, we still did things on the ice, but the crowds couldn't handle it. They were they all went inside. So that that's Plan B is you just Waskimo becomes an indoor show on those days. And interesting, that wasn't the case back in the 70s and 80s. We only, it was all outdoors. There was no indoor Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I remember, remember it would be delayed or canceled or canceled. oftentimes, yeah. Yeah, it's just too much work to try to restructure everything for the following weekend. You know, yeah. it just, so I was involved a few years where, you know, you wake up Sunday morning because there was no family day Monday back then even. It was Moschimo right. was Sunday. You wake up Sunday morning and a blizzard had moved in and it, really, not kidding, a whiteout and it's like, Okay, there went six months of work. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be heartbreaking. <laughs> and you know, and sponsorship money. What do you oh, do yeah. with that? Because yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's very. I mean, it's a wonderful event, but I I, I do think people realize that it, it's it's tricky to pull off as well. Well, good for you that you've got the backup plan, the indoor side of yes. things. Yes. So that was smart. Yeah. So, speaking of smart, what lessons have you learned putting that together? Oh. <laughs> it's called Lessons Learned in Marketing. Lessons Learned so, in Marketing. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, number one lesson, I think, is, is, is what I've said earlier. A good idea is a good idea, and you should, you should pursue it. Mm-hmm. Lots of people have ideas, and, and they get left on the table. They get left in a drawer. they written down on a piece of paper and stuck away and never... You know, if, if you... I don't know. The, life is full of opportunities if you if you do make some effort to make them happen. Mm-hmm. And I think I've always been that kind of a person. I, I like making stuff happen, and uh, beyond just having a good idea. So number one, don't be shy to to try something. What's the worst that can happen? You know, it doesn't go, or you fl- fall flat on your face, and you pick yourself up and go <laughs> somewhere else. So easy to say that. What's that? <laughs> so easy to say that. Oh, just pick yourself up. Oh. Well, there's lots of that going on. Uh, another lesson <clears throat> learned is surround yourself with good people. Uh, no, no one person, no man is an island. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, although, you know, again, in my case, I got a lot of air, air time with uh, the uh, you know, exposure and promotion of it. But surrounded by really good people, anything is possible. Um, that would be lesson number two from Waskimo. Lesson three is, um, well, <laughs> having a good network of friends and family and <laughs> coworkers. I'm fortunate because I've been in this, this city for 40 years. Yeah. So, and in business for 40 years. Having people to phone and lean on and ask favors of and bounce ideas off of is invaluable. Mm-hmm. It's it go, it's beyond surround yourself with good people. It's having having good connections out there in the community. Well, it almost comes back to what we started talking about, which is feeding off some uh, some energy that you're getting and getting that feedback. That's back. kind so of the theme, like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. So it, you're not it, you're not alone there. You're you're, you're not alone. Even if you're no. doing most of the work, you're still getting positive reinforcement saying, "Yeah, great job. Just yeah. love this or yeah. whatever." Yeah. And same thing in in managing a creative department and a creative team. You know, I love nothing more than celebrating a big win from one of my staff that maybe I didn't even touch myself, mm-hmm. 
but I, you know, I, I, there's such joy in, in, in success that way, and certainly in creative success, that um, it's, it's wonderful to be a part of, whether, you know, your fingerprints are, are on it or not. I think that's the way I looked at it, so. And that's true with Waskimo. I mean, I suspect uh, I'm going to start winding down myself. I mean, the committee is 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 uh, is growing and moving forward. We have a you know sort of a view, as I said, of how things are going to develop. Uh, and so you're going to see less of me probably in Waskimo as as I move on to do other things. But it's certainly uh, my fingerprints on that one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> For better yeah. or worse, <laughs> it's always associated with you in my mind now. So. <laughs> Well, excellent. Thanks, Jim. The last thing I have to ask, actually kind of two things, but uh, is uh, <clears throat> what advice uh, have you received that uh, you, you uh, really you know, take to heart recently or maybe in the, in the long past? And then what kind of advice would you give business or marketers? Mm. Um, hmm. And I'm not going to leave that in a direction like mm. about this or about that. I'm just but, wide open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think in recent years, hmm, best advice I've been given, and you know, in this particular field, is uh, don't take it personally. Uh. Because I am a, a guy that's been known to take things personally. I'm, yeah. I have a soft heart. I really do. I have a soft heart for my community, for my family, for friends, or whatever. And and I moved emotionally quite easily. I think that's what's helped make me a good creative person. Because I'm intuitive and, and I can be quite um, empathetic. I can put myself in other people's shoes quite easily, which makes me, some people would say, soft, right? And well, I think you take things, uh, you, you, you lead with your heart. Things come from your heart. That's right. And they certainly do in a creative sense. Yeah. That's where the goosebumps come from. Yeah. Well, then it's hard when... Yes. So... I had to learn <laughs> not to take things personally. Yeah. And, and I think I did. I think there, there's ways that you can sort of move past rejection and failure, uh, the negative things that do occur from time mm-hmm. to time. I mean, life isn't a box of chocolates all the time, right? So, so that's... Uh, is there any, uh, any tricks to not taking it personally? Or is there any... Uh, you know, Besides a bottle of wine? <laughs> a combination of things, let's say. <laughs> There's all kinds of solutions to that. No, you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's self-esteem and, and I think the proper self-talk, if I can put it that way. Yeah. You have to believe in yourself and you have to, you have to feed yourself positive messages. Uh, all, I think all the time. We're, you know, we're, all, we're our own worst critics. Yeah. But we should also be our, our best cheerleaders as well. And um, you, should, you should be able to say to yourself every day, wow, you're amazing. Not, don't have to say it to anybody else. Yeah. Wow. You know what? The next project is going to be even better. Uh, or uh, just it, it's that sense of self-worth uh, in, a, in a dangerous world, you know, mm-hmm. where, where things can go sideways. But, you know, you find a way around it and you make, make it happen. So, and one thing that you've talked about, and I hope you don't mind me saying, is that idea of meditation or self-reflection is, yes. is big in your life, right? It is big. Yeah. yeah. It is. And spending, uh, as I do, about 10 or 15 minutes a day with myself uh, in a meditative state um, has saved me many times. Yeah. Because our minds are fragile. 
and can be damaged. And I have seen it, and I've seen it in our industry several times, yeah. where people have burned out. And I will just leave it at that. Burnout is a real thing. And it's a real thing in any industry. In well, you high, can get beat up pretty pressure. badly, I think. You know, if you hit a series of misses in a row or something, it's, yes. it's rough. And there again, if you take it personally, and you take it home with you, and it eats away at you, and you think you're no good, and you think you can't do it, and, and you force yourself through. And, um, I'm a big believer in, in, uh, in meditation. There's a particular style that I like. Uh, and it has helped me calm those worries and those fears and those negative thoughts where to a point where the next day I can go back to work and it's like all that's just sort of flushed away that was yesterday how that's a 40-year career I got through I got through somehow I just like yeah. <laughs> shake my head some days because it is it's a high stress world it can be for can sure be. yeah yeah and I think it's true at a lot of other uh, you know marketing or even non-marketing professions the pressures on people these days are intense yeah for, for performance, for profit, for all kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you've got the pressure. I'm holding up my smartphone right now. This, this little device here that has added instantaneous demands to our lives, you know, 24-7, really. Oh, boy, coping with all that yeah. in the sense of your career is tough. Great, great There advice. was a second half to your question. Now, what advice would you give uh, businesses or oh, right, marketers? Right, right, right. From all those years of experience. Um, well, you're putting me on the spot. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to sing a song? <laughs> While I think about it. Um, to marketers and creative people in particular, I think the, the number one thing is... Um, Dig for the the big idea. Does that make sense? You well, know, yeah. yeah. You can anybody can do an ad. Hello, <laughs> we see them out there all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no idea behind it. It's just information that's put on a billboard or put it on put on social media. First or whatever. best pun that comes to your mind. Yeah, like yeah. everyone's everyone's like really like writing quickly and mm-hmm. there's, oh that's good. They don't care about grammar or punctuation or whatever else. That's like <laughs> no, I'm not saying everybody, but there's lots of examples of that, and not just in our market, but yeah. everywhere you go, you see it, and it seems like like uh, it's harder and harder for someone to have a good idea, like a big idea behind something, right? Yeah. And and I guess I'll, I would point to Saskatchewan Wanderer as, you know, as a well, big idea. Well, look how long they last when, they, when yeah. you do that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Saskatchewan Centennial Campaign, which goes back 15 years now, or 14 years to 2005, which I think was one of the one of the finest campaigns I've been part of, which was 100 Years of Heart, you know. Mm-hmm. The idea behind that was heart. Because Alberta was celebrating their centennial the same year, right? What's Alberta versus Saskatchewan? Well, we worried that Saskatchewan was going to be left in the shadows in, in that year because Alberta would out-party us and have a bigger celebration. Well, guess what? They didn't. Yeah. The party was in Saskatchewan. And I think a lot of because we hit the nail on the head, we said... 100 years of heart. Alberta could have been 100 years of money, you know, 100 years of oil. <laughs> I was going to say gas. 100 years yeah. of gas, 100 years of, you know what? But, yeah. And that's true. We identified the difference between our two provinces, which I thought was spot on. Mm-hmm. Saskatchewan people, I don't know, it's just because who we are, we do have heart. 
Not that Alberta doesn't. I'm mm-hmm. making fun of them. But, but we were able to position it in a way through that one line and then through the creative that, that spilled out the wide open arms, if you remember the, oh, the yeah, outreaching yeah. arms and the, the colorful, uh, you know, and Kathy Ann Molnar was all part of that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Kathy Ann. Uh, <laughs> no, so, so that's what I mean. Dig dig for the big idea. Don't be content with, oh, you know, if you've, if you've got a sizable project underway, if you're launching a new product or a new service, don't just, you know, give it five minutes and send it out the door. Realize that there's opportunity in that and maybe even a bigger opportunity to sell something bigger than what, you know, first came in the door at you. Um, that's the joy of the, of the profession. Well, you create, you can create valuable assets like the Sasquanderer that I think, um, Sometimes people even, they have the big idea and they let it go. You know, oh, we had it, it's gone. It's like, right, well, you can continue to ride that and continue to build on it and grow that. And yeah, it's, that's the amazing thing about building an idea behind something rather than just, like you say, creating an ad or mm-hmm. something cute and fun that is coming, comes and goes. Marketers forget, you know, they get bored easily. Clients get bored. What do you call it? Boardroom boredom. <laughs> Can't we do something new? You know, I, I bought a bag. This is a silly thing. I bought a bag of apples the other day at the grocery store, and it had the, the BC uh, fruit label, which is the green leaf yeah. with it, just the BC on it. Yeah. I got to go back and see how far back that goes. They're still using that very same highly identified BC. I read fruit. a case study about that a few years ago. They, yeah, there's a story there, but I yeah, th- there must yeah. be. It's it just because I, I mean I'm not a young man anymore. That's the only BC Apple logo I have ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, so BC it's got to be as old grown, as me. It's grown. Yeah, so fantastic. you're right. Don't give up on something just because you think it's. The, we're getting tired of it. Well, maybe you should do some research, test the market. If, if maybe the market is tired of it, you don't know. But yeah. do some research, figure it out, and then go from there. But don't throw something out the door just because, yeah, I've got to change it. Well, it's hard, I think, creatively to freshen up something as opposed to create something new. It's, it is much harder. Yes, it is. There's lots of, lots of uh, <laughs> well, opportunity for new ideas but one, I think the bigger challenge is when you're given a box and said, okay, be creative within this box, yeah. then <clears throat> that is a big challenge. That's a big creative challenge to reinvent something. Oh, this time has just gone by Wait. so fast. David, David, David. Thank you so much for coming and uh, having a chat. We'll have to have you back, I think, because there's so much to. more I need to talk about. Um, well, I just wanted to say this. Old broadcasters never die, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just do it with less frequency. <laughs> Had to leave with a gym joke. So. Thank, thank you, David. So if people want to get in touch with you or hear you other than Saturday mornings on CJTR, oh, the how, would, show. how would they get a hold of you? Uh, you know, best just go to my website. It's uh, jimaho.ca. Awesome. Thanks again, Jim. Very good. Thank you. That's the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Six Degrees, for the music. And a reminder to subscribe on iTunes or through your favorite podcaster app. And if there's one thing you could do for us, it's to rate this podcast on iTunes. If you do that, I might just have a special day. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.